When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no one has gone before. Upcoming, coming up, upcoming. We have upcoming actor. You might have heard of him. He's he's a new guy on the scene. Alan Tudyk is in this episode. We're so lucky to have him. He's an up and comer. We're so proud to yeah. present to the world. Yeah, first time for everything. And uh, we just kind of discovered him in the in the you know di real diamond in the rough. And uh, we're talking about season seven, episode three of Star Trek, we're have, uh, we're ha we're have, Interface. Interface is a Geordi episode and we're excited about it. Obviously. And we're especially excited to talk with Alan. Thankfully the conversation was, was so pleasant. And it was, he, it wasn't unpleasant. It, it wasn't unpleasant, it was pleasant. Um, we get into some vulnerability and some election talk and- uh, I have a breakdown. I cried. I had a, an emotional breakdown with Alan Tudyk when, like, the we, I could have done it with any other guest. So, so we we kind of talked a lot. So, we split it in two, so you can enjoy it all right now. So, this is part one. This is part one. I saw our kiss, Alice, in ADR. It was really funny. It was really funny. The, yeah, the kiss is the kiss is funny. It's I feel like you, like you've seen it kind of right. in a lot of ways, in a lot of different ways. But it's your right. reaction that, that really busts it. That, that that's where I laughed was in your. Whoa, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. What do really I do? I don't. You just kind of you, you you draw. It's it's you don't see it coming. The uh, the the fact that she's like, that was not the worst kiss I've ever had. <laughs> just, I don't know. Just lay, the way you laid it out really made, was made it fun. Oh, That's I love it That's so what, much. I love our show. Yeah, it, it's, it um, was neat to see. I am so sad I missed whatever happened, but you can tell me. Definitely, it's really important, I think, for this recording for everybody to have their most ridiculous giant visor on. So if you just, have one... Like, I'm I'm really bothered <laughs> by that? light. Like, are you guys? You know that when it's overcast here in LA right now, and that kind of light makes me very like it crank is it makes me cranky. It but does. It's not it does from it the outside. <laughs> it cranks me. You know, it cranks me right up. It yeah, gets the cranks. Um. So 
Alan Tudyk is here today, and we're so excited to have him. This is you so know exciting. him from um, my friend, my life. <laughs> you know him from being <laughs> friends with me first and foremost. He's been That's in Star Wars. That's the first way I know him. He's been in Moana. Probably people who are cool know him from Firefly because that is a cool show that cool people watched. And Thank you. Uh, only cool people. Only the cools. <laughs> Welcome, cool welcome to Tricks in the City. It. Yeah, Alan, thank this you. Is, this is Veronica, my co-host. Hello, Veronica. I'm Veronica. I feel like we've met. Yes, we have met. I'm sure oh, we have. Sorry met. about that. Well, yeah, Alice is I just like up. you know him from my friendship, but maybe I have a friendship and you don't know. That's yeah. a really good point. I don't know your life. I don't know you. It's true. Maybe I've just seen you in tandem with Alice. In this sort of situation. Hello, producer Anna here. You met at Joss Whedon's Christmas party. Okay, bye. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Joss Whedon's Christmas party. Oh. Wow. This is... Yeah. Now, now I, I started off feeling like, whatever, they met before, and now I feel insanely jealous. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> I thought oh, you yeah, were in Joss's shock. party. I just... Our producer Anna, by the way, has such a creepy memory. It's amazing. It's really good. It's like a computer. I don't have a creepy memory. Wait, wait, we have a message from the beyond. What is it? Anna, I, what is it? I don't have a creepy memory. I was at the party. I was invited, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Record scratch for no reason. Wow. Um, Anna was there. Thank you, Anna. Uh, Anna, were you working? Catering or? Wow. No, I wasn't catering. <laughs> Alice is such a fucker. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wasn't catering, but I, I did bring snacks. I brought cookies. And um, Alan and I had a conversation, and he said they look like the devil, but then his look wife... Look at his face. He's mortified. This is... But then his wife tried one, and she liked it, so that was it. They look like the devil. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I can't eat them, and they look so delicious. That's oh. why they look so good. Oh, oh my yeah. God. That, that actually makes total... <laughs> That does make total sense. If no, Alan, like Alan really likes to eat normal food like we all do, but he can only eat like half a chicken or something every week. <laughs> I can't eat. I can't, I can't eat. I'm, I got allergy tested and I'm allergic to everything. No. I was, I was yeah. tired was a lot. I was, how was, I was how having. Was, sorry, sorry. Keep going. It, Tell your story. I, I was having, I, I was just really tired and I, and, uh sluggish and not myself and i had dark circles in my eyes all the time and then i was told and then i got a, a food allergy test and i'm allergic to chicken i can't eat chicken i can't right. eat gluten of course sugar is bad but like, like sugar is you're bad. gonna get yeah i'll get diabetes if i eat sugar i've got the the pre-diabetes bullshit oh my so god me that. too oh, fuck that i loved cakes and cookies. I loved, I loved Dude, cookies. Milk, cakes. any, any, any uh, dairy is out. Almonds they disappeared. Out. They disappeared. Are out. No, they yes, disappear from um, your life. Soy, soy. So when you go to like substitutes, the soy's gone. But anyway, oats. Even I, I found no. that oat, oat milk. I was drinking oat milk, and then uh, I, 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 I was slightly allergic to it, and then I stopped eating oats, and I found my life. I had so much more energy. Wow. No, anyway, I just, I'm allergic. To, I didn't even touch all the things that I can eat. That's yeah. incredible. Those cookies, oat, 
I'm sorry. Oat flat white. Oat flat white is mm, my yum, favorite. Oat flat white. I'm so sorry that <laughs> all the foods went away, even though they're right around you all the time. Yeah, luckily my wife is allergic to many of the same things, so we both suffer together. It's great. Oh, that's really good. That's kind oh, of no, romantic. That's like, yeah, that's a structure. That's like, uh, okay, we can do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. When I discovered yes. that my wife and I were both allergic to oats, it reinvigorated <laughs> our sex life. And I'm going to get graphic here. Um, uh, <laughs> we both had a hard time not eating anything. <laughs> I am um, I'm fascinated with that because it really begs the question, like, at what point are you going to be eating clay? You know what I mean? Like, uh, what... Is it like, it's it's almost like there's some sort of like cosmic energy pointing you towards some like food source that we haven't discovered yet as a human race. Yeah, and you have to you're like the patient zero. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, particle board. You didn't realize, you know, it's so good for you because you can't eat I anything. It's not like, it wasn't like <laughs> pangolins or bats because that or, seems to be a bad thing to eat. So what do you eat space. nowadays? Uh, air, smoke? I mean, what, how do you air, eat? Mostly air and smoke. Yeah, there's a lot of gluten, great gluten-free products out there now, like gluten-free yes. bread. Yeah, avocados I can eat. I can I can eat pork, although pigs are really great, so that's tough. Um, I can eat steak, which is weird because I don't think of steak as being something good for you. I can eat turkey. Um, they, I don't mind they turkeys. They send you to the meat end. They send yeah. you all the way. Well, but what can you do? So like, one of the so my favorite breakfasts that I actually make for myself quite often is a uh, protein pancakes pancakes with turkey bacon, and I gave you the recipe for that. And so you, you yes, you and I do eggs? actually eat did. similarly. I Wait, made can them you eat once. Eggs? Uh-uh. No. Ouch! No, that so one hurts. That's goods, a bad one. Baked goods, baked goods are tough. Although. Bob's Mills or something like that guy mm-hmm. makes different grains uh-huh, and stuff. Uh-huh. Exactly. He yes. has an egg substitute that does a good job in baked things. I've used it. And I used a uh, substitute egg for breakfast, like a full scramble. They're really good. Uh-huh. And they can you can make a bunch in fri- and, and put them in the fridge because they last forever. They're not real mm. eggs. So. Is it soy based? Yeah. I need to go check. I can I do think that. it is. Well, we're going to okay. cut to uh, over that. We're going to cut to a commercial really quick and then we'll be uh, we'll be right back. Do you guys love donuts made of flour and eggs? Well, here's some donuts that you're going to love for free. All you have to do is be able to eat them. Chocolate frosting and donuts and all sorts of cakes. Right Just to your door. To, <laughs> right to your door. In fact, they're there right now. For we free. know where you live. That's right. FBI Donuts at your door. Just go check. I swear to God we're there. All you have to do is just be able to eat them. Yeah. That's it. So In easy. Fact, we're going to pay you $5,000 to be able to and eat these donuts. Stock in a surprise company. <laughs> a surprise company? Yeah. That sounds so dangerous. You just have to eat the donuts. All you gotta do is eat the donuts and get stock at a surprise company today. Donuts at your door.com. Anyway, Who's I hope for that this? ad Who's wasn't... paying for this? Who's this? <laughs> Seems like a CIA hit. <laughs> um, 
Alan is very familiar with my mm-hmm. like sound effect antics because of L level AM. <laughs> yes, level AM. <laughs> Tell, a, uh, can you can you for me and everyone out there what's what's if all, you're just tuning in? Yeah, if you're I'm just Alice Wetterling here with in. Alan Tudyk and my co-host Veronica Sario. Why would uh, you move a podcast all the way to minute like what? 2013 and start there. Yeah, that's a question for you if you're just tuning in. Why are you just tuning into a podcast? Mm. Um, my uh, w- my quarantine uh, in 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 Vancouver, Vancouver. was a uh, two. I had a two weeks where I was. How are inside. you guys doing? How did you wait? What? I'm sorry. Before you keep going, <laughs> did I you just, just remember. Help me translate my brain, please. <laughs> Alan, feel free to make fun of all of us and our our lack of. <laughs> uh, I wanted okay to ask Alan about the two weeks quarantine because you were all together in the same building, right? Yeah, but he wasn't there. Was he not. lives there now. Yeah. Oh, uh, easy. Alan and his wife and their easy dogs have moved, way, like for, yes. fully relocated Lucky. to Good. Canada because Carissa is Canadian. We live in Canada now. You saved yourself in case in case it gets a handmaid's tale. Yes. You're mm-hmm. out. You're already out. in Canada. He's going to be who move. we stay with. Right? Yes. So. And this is this will be the room. This is the room we'll stay in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your hospitality. Yeah. It You'll recognize so this curtain. Cozy. Uh, I'm home in the gray box. Honestly, Thank you. in the in the it's, it looks modern. It looks like I'm in a so modern. Yeah, the light goes on and off. I love it. Honestly, so, it's great. So let's talk about the level A. Oh, so sorry. You, okay, yeah. Okay, so everybody came up for two weeks to Vancouver. Yeah, it was myself and, and Meredith Garrison. Corey Reynolds and also uh, Sarah Tomko and Levi Feeler. Levi was uh, we were all in with Chris Sheridan, the, the, the creator and um, writer, were in this building with, um, eventually we got some other guest stars came and we had to stay there for two weeks, not leaving our rooms. So not like the building. We couldn't yes. leave our actual rooms. One time for just shits and giggles, I put my foot out the door as a thrill. And so... How did it feel? Did it give you what you needed or no? Honestly, yeah. Uh, the, uh, so the day like three, I realized that I was downstairs or like the the first day I realized Levi and I were above like one floor away from each other. Like he was right above me so we could hang out on the balcony and talk. And he's really into weird old music. And I had this huge like, um, set up to do podcasting and Twitch streaming and stuff. So we've seen it. We've enjoyed it. I was like, Levi, let's do a morning radio show where we just we broadcast to <laughs> just the people in the building, which it was called Level Furnished Living. And so we sent this link to the whole cast and everybody in the building, not everybody in the building. I did try actually to <laughs> see if I could get a way to email everybody in the building. But um, to those who were in quarantine and those, you know, paying attention to those in quarantine so that we could like hang out every day at 10 a.m. and like talk it was I felt very it was a warm time that is beautiful it's warming up my heart yeah so why was I not invited <gasps> on to level a this is, a, this is the major oh wow you would think oh, you would oh, think 
Yeah. When Ouch. I think of radio, of which I've done before when I was okay. young, I think of voice and voice characters and, mm-hmm. and sketch mm-hmm. and things like that. I That is part of what I do in my career as an actor. I also do a great deal of voiceover. <laughs> Uh-huh. You have the resume, uh, you have the skills, you have the, the have, way have more the than knowledge. any of us. You have the talent. Okay, so I was not invited to come. Oh my on. god. I asked if I could come. Alice. On, you did not. I was told no, I did. Who? I I you. I said <laughs> uh when we were on <laughs> uh some kind of Zoom meeting before we all started some Zoom meeting for comic-con or metaverse or something like that and i said here's if you were if someone had a radio show right now Mm -hmm. and they were looking for somebody to come on and do like a thing i have an old radio voice come on (laughs) oh my god wow okay yeah i see it just now i was was like okay that guy is is based on some of the old radio guys that are on uh sirius fm Cousin Brucie, who sounds like he's just taking his last Look at Alice. Break she time. can't. Yeah. Alice is mortified. Anyway, but we didn't do that. And my love of music, which is deep, but whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You also, we also you had do Liz. seem affected by it. And you know what? I would be too. That's what I'm going to say. But you I, you know, Liz, Liz is a sketch comedian. She did improv in town at the theater. She was before the theater now defunct. So many opportunities, but whatever. It was fine. It was Alice, fine. It didn't get under my skin at all. You seem like it, it did a, a flower bit, a day, frankly, for the cast. And I could have come on as the flower guy. There's so many. The flower guy. You know, because I was finding flowers from Vancouver and 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 sending everybody in the that cast was, a flower, he was the flower a day. Guy. That, you were in communication with them. It was so well. Yeah, we all yeah. are on a text thread, so it could have been like very easy to translate yeah. the flower guy to being a guy on the show. But mm-hmm. you know what, Alan? 100%. Let me tell you something. Can I tell you? Can I level with you? I don't level. Oh my god. I am ready for this level. Okay, I I'm gonna be really honest. Like, we just don't think you have what it takes. No, um, I couldn't even finish it. No, do it. <laughs> no, Alan, Alan, you know you're like intimidating. You have a lot of resume, and so when you send those flowers what? every day, honestly, swear to God, swear to God, Alan, you are like the guy. So like when when a hero, you, you, a hero, you you a hero, you the man. So like when you, you send the man. flowers every day, a little bit I'm like, wow, we're doing the, literally. I think about it like this. Be, both Levi and I will say this. We're doing this dumb radio show, and we're all so stupid. And and then Alan's like, I have the flowers to share, and I'm the poet. <laughs> and today, I understand you, that you too, love you your were, music. You had too much resume. You were over. Your music goof around time. I thought you tuned in every once in a while to be like. The you know, they try, but I know about flowers now, and it's amazing. I don't know what it, I just, like, you know, I self-judge now that the I know. The drama of being refined. That's the drama of being refined. But and the cool thing is we have so much left to do, and we have so much season left to film next year. And Can I say you know, something about this? I have yes. no... From the beginning, uh, Alan heard that it was a show for the people in the building. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, you're asking. I don't know if you're like, asking. Because you like... I'm just like this person who's like both sides are Well, right. I wasn't in the building. The people who were on the show were people who were living that experience. Although... Because I, I got jealous. I got jealous. But Tony then I heard Hale the building was, and I was there. Like, okay. The actor Tony Hale was in the building. He was just he was? floors away. We, yeah, he <laughs> You said he was. I thought you were me. joking. <laughs> yeah, he was there. He's in North Van right now. He's doing a show I for hate uh, myself. Hulu. I wish I could write fail like this, like this. Yeah. His show won a... Fail. Emmy? Okay. Won an Emmy yeah, for... Yeah, I think that's what yeah, those are just called. A, yeah, it won Spoonie, an Emmy. For Spoon. Yeah, for the Spoonie guy. That's for me. Forky, Forky, Sporky. Affirmative. Alan, I have a question for you. Good. Yeah. It's a little bit uh, surprising of a question, but uh, do you watch Star Trek? <laughs> I do. Now, I watched this episode. This yeah, episode good. That's of good. That's Trek, a good thing. Next That's Generation. Good. It's a good yeah. start. It, had, it has been a very <laughs> long time. When this came out, I was watching it when it came out, and I was a big fan when, during those days. And yeah. Tell me more. Yeah, because we're like, uh, I always ask this to every guest. Like, do you watch Star Trek? What's yeah, your history yeah. with it's, it? Don't worry. Do? We're not. Some people never watch it. Some people like are like crazy fans. Most people's parents are fans. Right. Or well, I'm I'm them. I'm a fan. I haven't seen all the old ones. I saw some of those in reruns. They were always very funny and camp. And I think I've seen the major ones. Yeah. You know the ones that are always replayed and, and referenced. Yes. Uh, but I so was in for, love with certain characters and, mm -hmm. uh, like, had the hots for different people. <laughs> I like Crusher. I like Dr. Crusher. You're a Crusher. It's always comes to its price. So you, you say Crusher, and this, this pleases me. This is refreshing. This is yeah. e exciting. Uh, how old were you at that time? Oh, I would have been... 16, 17, 18, right in there. Makes sense. Perfect age. Like, Makes sense. Because yeah. you're thinking about all that, like... Um, a doctor met, met a, like meta like a like existential stuff that this show actually touches on you know mm. like the like mortality you know infinity like those big big ideas Diplomacy. I feel like that starts to be like in your head and when you're a teenager so it's a really good show that's when I got into it really 13 to 16 you know oh, wow. it was in syndication at that point because I'm yeah. you know I'm in my late teens um, I know and you've uh, been for a long time, Alice. Bit, Congrats. Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, so you had a crush on Crusher. Crush on Perfect. Crusher is great. And a crush great. on Crusher. She's yeah. She's beautiful. Yeah, she is. And I liked I liked Data was my favorite character, Me which Yay! makes sense because I ended up like doing. I've done roles. I've done robots and yeah. And the character that I'm playing with Alice right now. Has a lot of similarities. Yes. Has oh, similarities really? in that he has a a, 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 a very shallow emotional um, palette. Yes. That's exciting. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited I, for your show. I cannot wait, guys, for you to see. Um, I can't wait to be like Yas every every episode. It's You will be like Yas every episode. I know. I got I know. to see. We're doing ADR now. So I'm doing. I did ADR on two or three episodes. And there's Ooh. a really funny one where Allison is with an ex-boyfriend who's now married, and we're on a date. Your character, oh, right. and my character, the, on a date, and we're over at your ex-boyfriend's house with 
uh, his wife and their son, and their son can see me as an alien. Anyway, I, I probably can't give stuff away, but uh, yeah, yeah, I was like, it's very, it is a very funny dynamic between you and the and the new wife or the wife of the ex boyfriend, but it's not like a real anyway. It's very funny, and I have problems I... with this kid. So you so are like. Very much the show anchor because you know this whole you're the, you your your character. Which is and I'm why go back you to, were seeing me in that way. I have to think the flower guy thing. You're would you? I, yeah, because it's would called Resident Alien. This, and I'm playing the alien. I do. Yeah, see exactly. That. You're playing the resident and the alien. <laughs> yes. Essentially, because you play the resident that the alien, right? So like, there's a lot, and you know, I've been a fan a long time, so it's. It's intimidating for us, us, us people. Did in you know Firefly? Teens. Your Star Trek fan. Girl, that's something I didn't really know. Girl, did I know Firefly? Okay, please, <laughs> come on. I, I was never a watched fucking, Firefly because I'm saving it. I'm a firehead, yes. total firehead. I'll tell you Is that, that a thing? <laughs> yeah, but I watched Serenity. No, I love Firefly. So many shows want to do what Firefly did, and then Firefly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's all because Joss Whedon has this really strong character. Like, co- he bases things really, you know. Anyway, I have a whole thing. But um, I love that show. And, and, and I, I love that you like sci-fi. Com- I've met comics. There's this, we- there's a, there's a, and you probably know them. Comics who have, um, who are really kind of, who are like nerds. Yeah. Who have this kind of like nerd thing. Mm-hmm. And there yes. are comics like yourself, Patton Oswalt. Uh, Jordan Peele, um, uh, Keegan Michael Key, also the greats like and Alice. Yes, yeah, well, the greats and yes. Alice. <laughs> <laughs> like she belongs okay. with the greats, as I, we all know. I think I'm already with them. So <laughs> and with yeah, just pointing it out, making it super extra. I always thought it was funny. I always thought it was funny that. Uh... Hey, what up? Hey, Garrett. He's saying hi to you. So tell him he tell him now. he's lucky. Tell him he's lucky. Veronica says you're lucky. I'm so lucky. Yeah. He knows to say that. I saw I saw uh Alice's Thanks, boobs and yeah. I'm like yeah. Well, not the full. You didn't see the grotesque bottom part. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I didn't see the grotesque bottom part. <laughs> you saw what was covered by a bikini top. Underneath, it's all coronavirus. Oh, wow. Um, no, it's... <laughs> I thought, yeah, it was going to be like a, a have, blob. An I wanted substance. her to be on time today, so I was like, how to get Veronica to be on time? And I was like, I know. I'm going to make a sexy video for her. She show, she starts with <laughs> her books, to... and I was like, I'm listening. And then she was like, be on time. And I was like, you really have to do... Be. I shall be on time. It's fun. It's a fun game to figure out how to get Veronica to show up to the things that she said she'd do. Um, I'm dealing with it. There is, you know, uh, what I was saying is like, yeah, I'm I'm a total sci-fi nerd. And a lot of the reason we decided to Mm -hmm. do this show, this specific show with Veronica and I, is that we're both young-ish women who are... We do comedy. We all we also act, but you know, one thing that we've noticed is that there's not a ton of female representation, especially in like, um, especially in the Star Trek multiverse. Like in Star Trek fandom, Star Trek fandom is a very, very diverse 
world. Like if yeah. you go to a con, unlike you know, unlike other Star Wars is 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 pretty broad as well. But with Star Trek, you go to Star Trek cons and it's like you see every single shape, size, type it's of person heaven. that there is on Earth. It's and it, heaven. It looks like you're in a starbase. Like, it's that's so how diverse good. it is. There's like Klingon families, in, and there's, like, all kinds of actual families. Like it's every like, kind of wheelchair, space wheelchair you can imagine. Everybody's body type genderless. And, there's just, like, it's open. It's guys in skirts. It's everything. Yeah. And it's, it's, fab. it's fantastic. So I, I kind of was like, I want to do a pod that's, like, not about, not like the kind of fan pod that we've seen in the past. It's more of a pa- fan pod for people who are just like, we we are inclusive. So we have a lot of guests on that don't really know a lot about Star Trek. So that and we also, can... And also, you know, like in the comedy world, every time I try to talk about Star Trek, I was just like frustrated because all these dorks are like, well, in the blue, blue, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I care about Troy. I just want to know mm-hmm. what happened to them. When are they going to fall back in love? Yeah, um, we have a- <laughs> so I don't care about like the machines and the bloop bloop laps, you know. But you know about them too. It's just that your your in naturally. isn't your in isn't the like you know how many decks does the uh the DS uh the DS nine Starbase have I'm versus into it, the but uh, you know there's like yeah. things like that. The gatekeeping is not allowed here, and in, in Trex in the city is kind of what I'm saying. There's no gatekeeping. There's like even haters can come are welcome. I love haters. Gatekeeping leads to hatekeeping. You like haters as a way of like turning them into lovers, or do you like haters as in bring it on hater? They're welcome too, you know. Like um, if if you were if you after watching the the episode, you were like, I hate this. I'd be like, All right, yeah, we've had that a couple times. <laughs> like, let me hear it. Let me hear why you hate it. Let me hear what what's wrong with that. Yeah, because there's some there's some non bangers. <laughs> In the lexicon of this show and uh, in the canon. And so we'll have somebody on who's never seen a show before. And it's like one of the bad ones. And they're like, I don't think I'm ever going to watch another episode, guys. <laughs> you're like, well, yeah, that's our fault. So th- is this the first TNG episode that you're watching uh, in like a long time? As an adult man, as like an older dude. <gasps> yeah. I'm surprised how calm everyone is. <laughs> I also didn't know Ben Vereen was in it. He yeah. he plays Jordy Lafarge's father. Yeah, they got ahead. And ask. he's seen, and he's one. Of, I love uh, uh, all that jazz. One of my favorite movies of all time. And Ben Green, huge stage musical theater guy. He's barely contained in that role. He, you can see he's ready just to go pow and do yeah. some number or something. There's just too much jazz in his eyes. It's happening. <laughs> jazz eyes. And he's, so he has funny. total jazz he eyes. He has total just jazz barely eyes. Barely holding it. You've heard of <laughs> jazz hands, folks. But, yeah. you know, have you seen the jazz eyes? I just want to ask you, like, how did it feel to watch an episode for, like, um, in terms of, like, sitting down and, and was it like, oh, my God, as I'm watching the episode, you're having flashbacks from when you used to watch it? Or what was the, what was the feeling? I'm realizing that it was, a, you know, it was a different time because I'm seeing things that are dated that I didn't register as dated at the time. Like, so many shoulder pads. Why so much padding? <laughs> Everyone well, got a pad just in case because it was late Gravity. 80s and 90s and they and that's that it looks like David Byrne. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop you got to be a triangle. 
Yeah. You so you got that triangle. going on. You for gotta him. be a triangle. Girl, you gotta Maybe be a triangle. you know it. Oh girl. And it's all very, you know, it's on sets. I you know, I I haven't watched it since I've watched since I did Firefly, and so kind of that was the way I see space shows now. And this is it's a very mature show. It's uh but it's good storytelling. Yeah. I don't know. As an audience member, I think we're all a lot smarter now than we were back then. So you can see things coming. They're like, well, we can't turn this sensitivity up any longer, <laughs> any higher. You might get hurt. Yeah. But make sure that what's that sensitivity at right now? 70? 70. All right. We'll go to 72. But just 72. Don't go any higher. <laughs> so you know from the beginning he's going to get jacked. I will <laughs> say. He's going to go too high. Yeah. That's, this, it's like this particular sensitivity episode. Level. Okay. So I was, I was watching this episode and I had that, that's. Feeling and then I was like, don't don't start getting in that mindset of like not yes. understanding. But then it's like true that some episodes I don't feel it coming that like hard as this one, where it's like uh, he he's about to leave and they already agreed that it's urgent. And then someone in the in between two lines says like, we're running out of time. And it's like, why are you? <laughs> <laughs> like unnecessary dialogue and like a little bit of like a lot yeah. of like leading and mapping <laughs> that was like obvious uh, in this one in particular. But it's usually also like generally a little bit obvious. <laughs> it's cute. It's, yeah, I mean, and that's that's the way they told stories. It back takes then, you by the hand in a like lot of this. ways, right? Yeah. Um, Netflix interface description episode three of season seven. LaForge is distracted by the news of his missing mother while he uses a new remote probe technology to search for a downed spacecraft. Okay? So we're going to just watch this cold freezing open. So I immediately, when I turned this on, personally, I was thinking, whoa, I don't remember the episodes where he got, he didn't have his visor. That's right, he didn't have his visor, but he always had those contacts in. And so you're caught off guard like, well, suddenly he can see. Right. Yeah. And you're like, and, and they, and I okay, like the, where the device land? of not mentioning what's going on in the beginning. And you're just, yeah, exactly. Ammonia, fluorine, potassium chloride. It does sound like he's calling for his children. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner's ready. <laughs> this is some. Leather shoes, those dress shoes on. Yeah, they always have. That's a super Star Trek-y thing. No one ever has tennis shoes. Floor shine really makes it big in the 24th century. Oh, I can feel the heat from here. There it is. How far? About 10 meters up the ODN line. Boy, it's hot. I'd say over 2,000 degrees. And so you're like, so Jordy's climbing through a space tube and he says it's 2,000 degrees and you're like, what? Yeah, why why would you go further? Yeah. It's 2,000 degrees. (laughs) You're vaporized, man. It's because this is... Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're about to spoil it. But yes, he's in a, a probe suit. So his... Like it's it's like a super realistic hologram, v, this is uh, the, or like v virtual reality situation. By the way, this is the weirdest cold open ending. I just like, yeah, it I, is really. I weird. didn't understand what like the the point in which it did, and then I realized that they needed to like still 
make a turn, but why right. didn't they make the turn the co the call open? I don't understand it. Like it weird. this right here. So he walks up, he's still in the probe, and he walks up to a screen and sees no reflection of himself. Jordy, what's wrong? Nothing. I'm seeing my reflection in a panel. Forgot what a handsome guy I am. And then you see the reflection and it's like not there. And that's the cliffhanger. I mean, <laughs> it is an emotional, Whoa. It's I guess it's an emotional cliffhanger because such it's a weird Jordy yeah. seeing himself for the first time. I think so that's going to be filed under. On, right. At this point in season seven, like like maybe that's I mean, that's what I care about. I just want to know how how the characters are doing personally. You know, especially Jordy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like beloved. But Jordy's beloved. Early on, Alan, in, in the series, we discovered uh that Jordy in mentions to Beverly Crusher in an episode, like, I think it's the first episode he's actually, like, she's examining his visor, and she says, is it causing you pain to wear this visor? And he's like, yeah, it hurts a lot. And she's like, well, do you want me to try to operate? And he's like, nah. And then that's, they never mention it again. So he's just in constant pain. Inside his head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They like never. They set it up in episode it. one, and then they never address it again. So, like, I think people forgot. <laughs> but like, no, as a character, yeah. you're like, you're but like, so I should I, I be groaning? Forgot. Never forget. <laughs> never um, forget. Um, is he on like heavy pain meds or something? No, nope, no, no. I, I think an in-universe explanation would be that he has like a high tolerance, but like, I actually think the writers just endurance. forgot that detail. Because he never, <laughs> it doesn't ever get addressed or come into play again. So, um, so I was thinking about how this episode is the first one that um, that I realized that Jordy actually, or that I actually pay attention to the fact that Jordy comes from a, a, a Starfleet, a Starfleet family, like very powerful, like right. uh, two parents, and then like. I started thinking about how, like, his mom is this, like, captain, this, like, powerful woman. And then his dad is, too. And they are known in uh, Starfleet. And how he's, like, almost half robot because of uh, the visor. So just, yeah. like, thinking about all of, all of Jordy's life. Right. And thinking, like, oh, my God. The episodes where he falls in love are all like holograms of like super smart women that are like not real. And I'm like, oh, mommy issues. <laughs> As our friend Ben Rogers would say, like, Jordy always falls for a hard light woman. <laughs> <laughs> Only holodeck women. A hard light woman is amazing. That's so funny. So there's... Um, The, the, yeah, the big linchpin of this episode. Mm -hmm. And Alan, I, I should tell you, I should have warned you, this is an interject and interrupty show that we do. Oh, okay. So you don't feel that you have to respect us ever. Um, okay. In this show or out of it, but also in okay. this show. It's so hard to agree, but I agree. I mean, yes. It is true. Because we don't. <laughs> it's hard to <laughs> look, take it's it a out mess. of context. Okay, let's go. It's a goddamn mess. 
So um, this is the, 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 the emotional turn of this episode is when Jordy is informed of his mother's death or disappearance rather. And, uh, and it's, you know, Daddy Picard has to tell him the news. Jordy, I've just spoken with Starfleet. The Hera is missing. Missing? See? Yeah. Okay. Um, Captain LaForge has disappeared, along with the rest of her crew. Captain LaForge. Captain LaForge. So we get a commercial break. You see, that's, that's a very mature response to your mother might be dead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they would be pushing into you see the emotion in his eyes, but you're looking at you can't see his eyes. A barrette it looks like <laughs> pushes your hair back. It's a visor. So, it's visor time. It's his visor. His visor. He's. I. 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 You said he's half robot. I would say it's more like three percent cyborg. But he's a yeah. little bit asexual, and also thinking about like about his thing. He's just like what thing. <laughs> His, like, warp thinking. core or whatever, you know? His, like, uh, engineering oh. things. Oh, right. uh, And then, uh, I don't know. He's kind of like the perfect human best friend to Data who wants to be human. Like, like there is the casual and the, and the robot, the human who's, like, only falls in love with holograms and cares about <laughs> engineering and has a visor. Yeah. Like... He sees in shapes and colors. I'm just like impressed by Jordy this episode. Yeah, I am too. And I I really feel like this this next scene, the Ben Vereen jazz jazz eyes, we'll call it the jazz eyes scene, <laughs> has a uh this for me is kind of where it goes a little haywire because okay, well I'll just play it. It's something I've got to do anyway. This suit to, is lit. His hands get burned, and they're like, we have to readjust this probe. How are you, Dad? As well as could be expected, under the circumstances. Are you okay? Yeah. I spoke with your sister this morning. She said she'll be in touch with you in a few days. He has a purple right now, ball. She's pretty like, upset. A divination. The service for the Herald will probably be on Vulcan. Most of the crew were from there. But your sister and I want to have a private ceremony. Oh, yeah. Dad. Don't you think everybody's jumping the gun here? Last I heard, there were still two starships out there looking for them. They found no debris, no residual warp distortion. And no ship. Not yet. There we go. There's those eyes. Starfleet is considering the Hera loss. Oh, he's got so much energy. Search. Is a much more than a formality at this point. Jordy, your mother's gone. Yeah, well, you can think that if you want. But until I see some hard evidence, I'm not going to give up hope. This is the most controlled performance I've ever seen him give. All right, Jordy. Call me if you need anything. Mm. And right after that, he probably was like, Zubity bop bop boop boo. Yeah. Yeah. He hopped right up. <laughs> it's just Too like. Much. It's better he was bored. It's weird to, to jazz after that scene, you know, but I'm sure he pitched it. I mean, I, I would have. He's like, what if I communicate it to him in scat? <laughs> I'm like, we could try it. Um, so 
I just want to say, I do feel a little bit with this episode that like everybody is jumping the gun. Doesn't it seem like? I know. Like they're like, well, your mom's ship disappeared, so she's probably dead. And it's like, uh, Jordy, can you have no hope and be and be just chill? And everybody's expecting Jordy to just like deal with it. Your mom's dead, and he's like, but it's space. Like, <laughs> like you know how people often just rematerialize all the time in the transporter beam. Like the guy, there's an episode where Scotty, uh, like just appears in a because he's been trapped in a transporter beam for like 50 years. He just appears. So, like, there's a lot of ways in which this could go, right. you know, like, and they've already figured out how to, like, recreate life and all this clone and everything. So, like, everybody's like, yeah, she's gone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's been an hour. Like, can you maybe just Also, he's look? like, I have a theory. And everyone's like, have you considered that you're just in denial? And it's like, like yeah, but <laughs> man, like he's being so reasonable. Like, like no, I'm gonna look for my mom, and they're like, oh God, why? What is the amount of hours <laughs> that mom. I should wait? Like, I don't know. Yeah, Jordy. One day. Ugh, get over it. How you guys feeling? I had a breakdown yesterday. If Biden wins, then the border will open up, and I can come back home from time to time. See, back to LA. It's like the stakes are kind of high, you know, this election. You, you, you think? Yeah, I think that's actually a big deal. So, <laughs> Well, people are voting in record numbers, and that's exciting. That is exciting. I'm very happy about that. I've got to turn my ballot in on Monday. Veronica, have you voted yet? No, I had a breakdown yesterday while trying to uh, fill up the ballot because... Um, I can help you. I Well, yeah, and I was being helped. So, um, <laughs> okay. frankly, yeah. it's just like... I ha- I started thinking about the co- the common person who just needs to vote, and maybe it's not like in the same circles as we are, or like just like I think of like a like a Hispanic old person who maybe can vote, and like what she's thinking about, what she's translating from every like. Well, she gets one in Spanish. Prop so. and stuff. Yeah, no, but still, like, okay, what do, what do those numbers mean? What like what are they saying when they say like certain words? As someone who speaks uh, English as a second language and also who has trouble with that kind of language because it's just like ADD poison, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. It's ADD, it's not like, I, I um, sit down with a dictionary. It needs to be a book so that I don't go down a rabbit hole online. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I was like, who else has this difficulty? How much depends on this? Like, I started getting stressed about, yeah. about that idea, like... The, exp- the explaining what it is that's at stake in each one of the of the circles you're putting in right, right. was so powerful, but also like overwhelming. Yeah. And and just like it felt like a big responsibility. And I just had. I'm getting emotional again, but I just like I really did have a breakdown like, wow. This decision, like, I hope I don't make the the wrong one, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I hope I'm reading what I'm reading. I hope my sources of information are explaining it the right way. I hope that just because I think something's good inherently, it doesn't mean that it's damaging another community somewhere else, like, without me knowing how the consequences is going to be. Like, mm-hmm. some numbers were really big, like, yeah. sev- $7 billion. And I'm like... Wait, I just don't even understand what this means. Right. Like, right. I don't even understand what it means for the economy. I don't understand what it means to, like, take put that money into something. Like, 
I just suddenly became very aware that I need I need more knowledge, that things need to be more accessible. Uh, I don't know how many people have access to to understanding this information and what it really means and how many people are questioning it. And I just suddenly got very sensitive and became very stressed. I just was like, yeah. well, I can't par become paralyzed about it just because I may damage a community here or there. Like, I know I, I, I need to vote. I have the right. I'm basically voting for, like, everyone in my community because yeah. uh, my husband can't can't vote you know my best friend can't vote no, none of my friends can can vote not even like Siobhan That's my best friend who's British you know it's like well everyone right, is from so, a yeah. different country I am lucky to be an American citizen uh and <laughs> just like I'm I'm being very honest here but I'm just like I come from Venezuela you know every election was just like this high stakes emotion hope that we will get out of what we were going through and then the elections were such a joke and a fraud and like a mm -hmm. non-real thing and it legitimized even deeper a power that we just really wanted to get the fuck out of there because they were mm -hmm. damaging our country so so rapidly yeah and it just kept being this joke that legitimized mm -hmm. everything so when like I'm faced with a choice that I don't like, you yeah. know, and I see how each prop has all those numbers and all these <sighs> things and people get affected. Yeah. I'm just like, what am I willing to legitimize? Like, what happens if my yeah. vote, well, like, doesn't get there? And it's just like PTS mixed with information, mixed yes. with being a sensitive person. So, but I want to put this out there because not everything is pretty like oh let's go vote because that's the campaign it's encouraging people to to vote like yes and I was like that at the beginning of the day but when I sat down with the real thing I was and understood the weight of it I was like holy mm -hmm. fuck um so it's like I and I feel overwhelmed to help but I think people need help in voting and I'm just like I don't know I'm just gonna make it my mission to help people understand what they're doing when they're voting like uh i don't know how it just became like very, Go real, to vote. very quickly i can help you get involved because there's this awesome uh voto latino is a really cool um outreach uh for latinx people and spanish-speaking people that is fucking like raging right now it's like super okay. tech it's like super tech savvy mostly youth powered um, specifically targeted at Latinx communities in the U.S. and like helping them to empower themselves through voting and communicate with their, it's like, it's, it exists. Like, that's the thing. This technology stuff and this like, this moment is so overwhelming and there's so much at stake that it is like, it's overwhelming to people who aren't in your situation of PTSD, which you have in spades because of your um, own, like, your own, like, situation with being from Venezuela. I don't Venezuela want to have to and, move countries again. Like yeah, I already uprooted I and left. I know, honey. Like, I, just... I know. It's like <laughs> that. And when you, and then you put pen to paper and you have to deal with that. It's like, of course, of course you're experiencing this because you're. I don't you're, want to start over again. Yeah. It, of course you're experiencing this. And, and then you have to imagine all the other people who are experiencing it. And then you're like, oh God, it's all on me. And my friends can't. 
But that's why that, you know, you reach out for help in those moments because like there is an actual, there are lots of people who are there to help. And I would also encourage you to, I tweeted this yesterday, listen to this interview with Joe Biden because it made me so excited and like actually like pumped to have him in office because he's like this very corny, very like um, knowledgeable, excited old guy who's like cares so deeply about every single human being in this country to an extent that it's like you actually are like, all right, weirdo, you know, you actually you want to give everybody a hug? Okay. I'm not like that, you know? Like and it's actually uplifting. You're like, your oh. hands away from me. Thank you. No, no, he is like this like he's yeah, he's a cheesy dude, but he's like, no, it's just like so cool like what we can do with this opportunity with this corn initiative that and you're just and he's like, I know it's boring. I know you're bored, but like I'm excited. And you're like, yeah, you go do it. <laughs> you are the guy. You go do it. And it made me kind of feel like, okay, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. Like it's, there's like, we have been absolutely shocked and awed and weighed down by an an immense amount of bullshit that no generation has had to deal with up until this point. And now, you know, it's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine that anything is ever going to be okay again. I just don't know if I'm like, yeah, I don't, I just, Basically, yeah, it does feel so high stakes. I just don't want to damage anything, any, you know, anyone, any community. Uh, I, I already what, like, know the community what you leaders want. say it's too much information. It's like such a task to sit down and research it. And you do need helps who know what they're, you know, who'll sit down together and do yeah, it. Yeah, but help is help is available. Vera. It's like, yeah, I know. Can, yeah. And then you can become a, once you learn from them, then you become the advocate for other people. Oh, yeah. Number one thing I need to do after that, because if I already spend the time researching and crying and having a breakdown seven times, like, might as well (laughs) fucking go and help someone else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's totally like, you can, and you'll do, and you'll do a phone bank with Voda Latino and you'll like connect because of your bilingual, because you're bilingual, it's like, you're such an asset to the campaign right now. Just it's Voto Latino. That org. I see it. Okay. You're such an asset and you're so like valuable as a outreach person, besides the fact that you have like the comedy chops and the like personality for it. So you're like, you're going to feel so good after you do like an hour of phone banking. You're going to feel amazing. What if I cry in every phone call? What it's do you like, think about that? It's, it's actually they ask you to. Do you think that would help? They, they actually say if you can possibly and don't. It's not needed, but please do cry. All right. Yeah. I can do that. Hey, so. I might be up for the task. Um, yeah, it's just... It, I like to put that perspective too out there and like sharing this vulnerability because I imagine other people are going through it and it just feels like... Actually, they're not. I'm just kidding. No, they are. It's true. It, you are. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> it feels like a little bit like, uh, uh, I don't know, just walking yeah. with them. Because the, ca- the campaign, which got me also to this point, is like, vote, it's easy. There's resources. You can do it. There's this, And it's like, yeah, I can't well, handle even like text messages. Yeah. When it gets like too full, I'm like, I'm going to disappear for two days. Bye. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just like, can't. Yeah. So... 
this country. It also made me feel like, wow, this country has such resources and it's so uh, powerful. And even in this, in a statewide or like a local countywide uh, choice, we have so much power, you know? I never had like, I never in Venezuela saw that kind of power or I did, yeah. at least I wasn't aware of it. And then here I see it and I'm like, this is like, it is a pretty historical moment. So it's catharsis, uh, yeah. it just felt, it just felt big. It felt big. It feels big. It is big. It is big, but you're it feels like the border gonna... here. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Yeah. The border are a little bit here. So <laughs> red yeah. alert. You know what? Red alert. Yellow alert? <laughs> Alan, sorry for uh, for doing that. I never have breakdowns in the show, you know? It's a, Alan, it happens don't? every time. <laughs> no, no, please don't. Go, the cool thing is, is once, once you learn how to help other people, then so you'll vote and then you'll find people that are in the same place you're in now. You can help them through it and it'll help them make their vote count because, you know, they might be making a mistake that would take your vote away, basically, you know, that they, they just need a little, help, a little help to get to vote the way that yeah. I need to. Yes. That's what I need to do. I need to drag people towards my vote. <laughs> <laughs> yes. By explaining to them what a, it's free choice, you know, but like, um, Drag is a is a maybe not a good word for something like vote, but <laughs> definitely help uh, understand what they're going to make. Doing. Yeah, if they're going to make a mistake and vote for something they don't even they, they're not even for, but they would be doing that if it wasn't for you. Then you are saving your vote, and you're you're. Yes, that is a truth. Making sure your vote counts, their vote counts, everybody's. You'll, I have there, a question. I, I, have I, one red alert. I have a question I, for you guys. How do you feel as California residents? Well, now you're in Canada, but you were in California, right? The fact that I want to vote for for the guy for my my presidential vote to count, and it feels like it doesn't. It, it, oh, you mean Trump? Yeah, I mean for the presidential election as a California voter, it makes me it feel does. sad that I know this is a, a blue state. So it's it's like. Tell it me about count. it. I want to hear about it. I want to hear it about that count. perspective. Because I, I hear a lot of people online being like, it doesn't. The popular vote, because of the last, here's my perspective. The last time around, 2016, we know that Hillary won the popular vote by three, that, three million votes. That mattered, even though Trump won. It mattered in terms of the way people looked at the electoral system. Because mm -hmm. it's another, another election on top of maybe the last... I don't know. There's a there's a number, but like there's a lot of presidents that have won the popular vote, but like not by that much, and then lost the actual election. And so imagine this situation where, when another president wins a popular vote, and then can't win the actual electoral, like that shows the break in the system. So it did even matter last time, and now this time around, the reason it matters is because your Uh, if you if you vote for Biden in a blue state, the the popular vote is still counted, even though it doesn't like specifically count towards the um, actual results. So if the popular vote comes back that California voted like ninety nine point two percent for Biden, that's going to mean so much in terms of the ability of 
the Trump administration to dispute the results because the more popular votes come in, the more the like we're talking we're talking landslide victory versus thin margin electoral victory. That's why third party votes, I think, are a big mistake this time around is because like if the voting population, the body politic, as it were, comes out and says, undisputably, this is our choice. Like, yes, we got the 270 electoral votes, but we also got the, you know, 10 million margin popular vote. It's undisputable. Like, there's nobody's yeah. going to be like, oh, but are we sure? You know, so I think that's why it matters. I also think we're moving towards a non- electoral college system at some Please. point at some point because okay. nobody wants it yes. anymore God. yeah except for republicans because if you're a republican in california it they they have the argument more of saying i voted for trump but because more democrats are going to vote for biden than vote for trump in california then all of the electoral votes are going to go for biden so they're like their vote doesn't feel like it counts because they vote for trump but the state votes for biden so they get that place where they're like this they're in that situation uh, where a lot of Democrats in Texas have been, where Democrats in right. uh, Georgia have been, where whole communities of, you know, um, people are being excluded from the voting process because they're in these. Yeah. The reason it counts is because you're in California. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to vote. You're one of those people. You're one of the voters that is the reason that we go blue. If everybody suddenly yeah. who wanted some other candidate you know what I mean? was like, oh, my vote doesn't count. Like, I should maybe just write in Kanye or whatever. Like, then we wouldn't be a blue state anymore. We'd be a fucked up, weird Cal exit state, which, no thanks. That is good to know. It's good to, it's good to hear. It's good to remember. It's good to remind people. It's good to, to, to know that, like, maybe the reward of the voting in a blue state uh, won't be necessarily like, oh, you made such a huge difference, but instead you did, but morally, emotionally, just in terms of the number in case something happens, you know? Yeah, it's not like they don't keep track once they get to 270. 270 the being down the ballot. electoral votes. Yeah, and the down ballot. The baby. down ballot races are even more, because that, that isn't electoral, that's popular. And so, yeah, the, the whole reason... those are the people that you can go, yeah. oh, the DA, he's, he's actually somebody who's Black Lives Matter. You can find candidates George who Gaston. actually are completely aligned with you. You can go you and, and you can get Measure J, baby. Measure J is where it's at. You gotta Measure go J. Measure J. So yeah, pumped about Measure J. Uh so yeah, that's good. No, I I understand in terms of uh state, uh, county, you know, all the local ones, just the presidency. It's good for people to know. It's good for people to know that even though the system is not perfect. It, voting still matters. It still counts. It still makes makes a difference. And it's like in Venezuela, it just didn't anymore. And yeah. I understand, I understand yeah. what that could be. But here, I feel the excitement that it does still count. It's st it still yeah. matter. It's still we still have a voice that's legal in that way. Yeah. You know, we still have a system. So, if Trump wins, this will be the last time that that matters. It could be for so a long time. It sure. could be. So he'll, he'll he'll make it. He'll if he wins, he'll make it. So yeah. the elections don't. That's going to be a fuck around and what find out know. moment. That's why it feels like such a such a gold nugget to have this election here. It's the time. The time is now. 
Venezuela lost that power, that gold nugget went away forever. And it's just sad. Yep. But so you never you know. Have to, you have you to. You never know. If you can vote, please go and vote. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. I'm going to think about this while I run through the Canadian woods with my dogs <laughs> here. Because we kind of yes. left, kind of left and we're like, we'll be back. And we, we didn't come back. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. It really didn't yeah. come back. That's crazy. No. You leave somewhere, you're like, I'll be back. Uh-uh. No. So that was our episode, uh, part one with Alan Tiddick. Stay tuned next week. Space talk is coming up. We're talking about space, space acting, space cons, <laughs> the full on end of this episode as well. Life is hard. Life is hard. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production, executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all of the latest Forever Dog news. Pew, <coughs> pew,